This is Chase Garbarino, co-founder and CEO of HQO, and this is the Let's Go Show. Kick off season two, I've asked my good, good friend, Michael Beckerman, the CEO of Cretech, to join me for a chat. It's very casual on how we both got into the world of commercial real estate, what's happening with technology in commercial real estate, and ultimately where he sees the future and the collision of real estate and technology going. Let's go. All right, bringing back HQO's Let's Go show for season two. Couldn't be more excited to have you on, man. Michael Beckerman, CEO of Cree Tech, CRE Tech. Welcome, friend. Hey, thanks, my friend. I've been looking forward to this one. As you know, I'm a big fan of you and the entire team and the platform. So it's great to spend some time with you talking whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> Well, I got a lot, but let's start with uh, where are you right now in the world? Mentally or physically? I guess both. <laughs> I guess both. <laughs> mentally, I'm, I, I, mentally and physically, I'm. Uh, I think I got a good good program going. Um, you know, I'm working from home in Central Jersey, my little little tiny leafy suburb of about two thousand people, an hour outside of New York, and uh, not doing as much traveling, so I feel good about that. Although I do need other people to get back into the travel group for my business <laughs> to, to thrive. But uh, yeah, in, in Jersey and uh, feeling good and healthy and blessed. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, I want to have you on because you and I go way back. And I think the conversation that we had uh, in, I think it was a Pret in New York City or something like that. If we could almost just recreate that and bottle it up, because I think we covered the world from prop tech and startups to AAU basketball and family and all the things that... <laughs> I remember it well. Yeah. I remember, yeah. my, my impression was, you know, he's this really nice guy. He's coming from... He's wearing a lot of Boston... Uh, you know, uh, you know, hat, t-shirt, or something. I remember there was something Red Sox. It was very New England. Yeah. And he's sitting here in New York. It's kind of dangerous. So I figured this, this this kid's got some moxie, right? I mean, he he's stepping right into it. And I, I mean, I just thought you were just a great human. But and then I was, you know, you told me about the vision for HQO, and I was like, wait, what is this tenant tenant experience idea that you have? Nobody gives a crap about the experiences in office buildings, you know. I mean, it's rinse and repeat, right? It's, uh, and then I was like, wow, you know, this is something. This is going to be a category, and I was so inspired by your vision. And uh, look, look where we are today. I mean, it's it's reality. So great to follow you and the entire category uh, that you focused on. Well, and likewise, I came from a business that was very similar to what you're building. And I think the thing that stood out to me, and so oftentimes in technology, you want to catch a market at a right time, right? You don't want to be the Palm Pilot. You don't want to be AltaVista, Dogpile, Lycos. You want to be Google. You want to be the iPhone. You didn't want to be MySpace. So I think first mover advantage in technology is greatly overrated. And I think what 
what's most interesting and one of our core values at HQO is learning is how much I learned from you on kind of the development of commercial real estate. So, I mean, why don't we start there in terms of how long you've been at this and how you've seen the industry take to or not take to technology um, and how that's come along. Thanks, man. And I got to tell you, I mean, I, you know, I, I learned just as much from, from you and and your team and the content that you you all put out and the thought leadership. I mean, that's like my lab. It's just like paying attention to what those on the ground are are doing and seeing. So I, I appreciate the support and uh, kind words. You know, I've been, as I think you know, Chase, I've been in commercial real estate my whole career. It's the only industry I've ever been in. Um, so it's total of 35 years, uh, in the beginning for the first say 25, it was focused on the media, the, the PR side of the business. And then just decided, you know, I was looking for the next blank canvas and, uh, decided that it was going to be tech because, you know, it was it, real estate commercial. It's the biggest industry in the world measured by global GDP, but it's also the least innovative and and the industry that spends the least on technology so you know you come from the media landscape and the, uh, uh, you know that you know whether it's financial services or healthcare or uh, you know every major industry on earth has been impacted by technology except for commercial real estate so for me that's that's the blank canvas that I wanted to go start to paint on and figure it out and uh, explore. So it's been probably on the Cretech side, you know, eight or so years we've been focused on with that core mission. How do we bring technology and innovation to the industry? How do we help inspire them, educate them and get them to invest in these solutions, both from a, you know, a adoption point of view and an adventure point of view. So it's, it's been quite a ride. So when you first started, what was the what kind of welcome did you get from the industry? How how open to the technology were they? It was uh, it was just uh, you know sort of the wild wild west. I mean, it was uh, it was a few startups in New York. Uh, you, you know, you could guess the names and just look, you know do a quick Google search, and they were they were in New York, and it was like family offices were investing, uh, individuals were investing, but it was so young. Um, you know, there was always the co-stars and the Yardies and the other big companies that, but this was the emerging tech that I was focused on. And it was, you know, I think there was half a dozen, a dozen, a couple dozen, who knows, you know, 2012, there was about 50 million invested in the space, but you know, uh, that was what I knew I'd find. So it, but it, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, a challenging ride in which we can talk about up until COVID was sort of like, you know, a real, a real marker of how th when things changed. And to be in the first, say, six years, Chase, as you know, we we at Cretech, we were mostly just focused on following the money, you know, where people were investing and how much. But we all knew on the inside that was not a really good barometer. But it was the only one we had to kind of convince the rest of the world to pay attention to what was happening. And then again, when when the HQOs of the world came on the scene, the real pace of innovation started to change. But in the beginning, yeah, man, it was like the dark ages. Who were who were some of the folks back then? You know, eight nine years ago, that you know took your call. Everybody took your call because everybody loves <laughs> Beckerman. But that you you actually saw them say, "Hey, they, you know, there might be something here to what he's talking about." 
Yeah, great question. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, because I had a lot of these relationships from my previous life at uh, Beckerman PR, which is the firm that I built and, and scaled, um, you know, it was RXR, it was the JLLs, it was the CBREs, you know, it was the Vornados, it was the, you know, it was the Heinz's of the world. They they were there, right? And the landlord on the brokerage side, Cushman's, you know, they were there and they were poking around and adopting and investing. And, and I always knew from just the real estate industry, the way the w industry works is it's, it is top down. So if you go, and I know this has been your playbook, if you go and find, you know, those that are adopting early, the rest will follow. So it's like, I tell people like when they look at, you know, the commercial real estate industry, this is why I knew like you guys would be all so successful because yeah, I said, listen, don't look at the industry and say, oh my gosh, it's massive. We're going to scale this thing so fast. Look at it and say, go where the, you know, where the fish biting and who, you know, who's there. And that's where you focus. So you've had the same experience, right? I mean, that was kind of your strategy from the beginning. I remember like, go after those innovative companies, service the heck out of them, invest in customer onboarding and service right i mean mm -hmm. unpack that for the audience a little bit like your that was your initial strategy right in terms of go to market yeah i mean so much of our qualifying criteria of who we would sell to was can they actually be successful with technology it wasn't just um i think a lot of technology companies and not just in you know prop tech but in other categories you know, if someone's willing to buy, they'll sell to them. And we were pretty hell-bent on customer success from day one. And I think one of the things we got right early on was being thoughtful about who we sold to and making sure we were aligned post-sale, that they could be successful with technology. And we've continued to work with you guys in terms of how you're talking to landlords about, you know, this really is a pre, you know, it's pretty much a wholesale transformation. You're not just buying a couple of SaaS tools here and there, right? Like you're truly kind of crossing that chasm to become a technology driven organization where you have to be very deliberate about okay, what's the business objective that different pieces of technology solves? And how do we actually, from a human capital standpoint, work with the technology and make it work, you know? Well, that's what I think, again, why, why you and your colleagues have been so successful, Chase, is because you get that. And you don't, a lot of people will come into this industry, they don't understand that, right? You know, the nature of commercial real estate, I, I can't tell you how many startups, uh, I'll interact with. And the first kind of comment is, well, this is an archaic industry. It's ripe for disruption. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you on the other side, pal, because that, that's not going to work here, right? Let's unpack how this industry works, right? It's to me, having been around the, all types of, of, of commercial real estate companies, logistics, office, multifamily, et cetera, it's the most innovative industry I've ever seen, right? Mm -hmm. The difference, and th there's probably not another industry that adopts to changing market cycles as fast as commercial real estate. That's why they're so successful. They know what markets to go into. They know what, what the pricing strategy should be. They know what the product should be. And, and that's why generation after generation, 
some of the greatest wealth has been created by the real estate industry, cities versus suburbs, what's parts of the city, always first. How many of your friends say, oh, damn, I wish I bought in that market before it exploded, right? Well, who was there first? The real estate developers, owners, investors, they got that. Mm -hmm. So that's why the thing about tech is you need some external forces to drive tech innovation. And we've had it, right? We had it with COVID because COVID was the great technology accelerant. It forced real estate companies to invest in tools for them to operate remotely because they didn't have them right? So that's number one on the operating side. On the on the other side is, has there ever been a time, Chase, and you talk about this all the time, where the nature of work has been so dissected, analyzed, surveyed, questioned, right? Never before, ever, I don't think. And so the most innovative companies, they're, they're just hovering around the HQOs and others saying, okay, how do you help us reinvent the workplace? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're at. Yeah. Which is so exciting to me. Well, and I think that's, um, you know, one of the things you just said was uh, disrupt and how some of the folks that you talk to come in and say commercial real estate is ripe for disruption. And one of the things that um, early on, we we were very disciplined about not saying disrupt because um, things uh, there, there are certain things that were left to be desired, but it, when we entered the market back in kind of 2017, early 2018, it really wasn't broken, right? Mm -hmm. Like right. incredibly profitable, um, uh, even with the pressure of flex and some of those things, it, it was, it was very much the opportunity was opportunity rather than fixing a problem, right? So WeWork was coming in and marking up you know, our client's product 3X. Uh, and we said, hey, you know, there's opportunity in this. And what it shows is the value of great workplace experience isn't necessarily being captured. So we didn't think anything was broken. We thought there was opportunity to lead with. Now, the, still, the challenge was transformation. And that's where, you know, I want to keep digging because you see more in market than anybody else across all technology categories, which is, even when you could kind of present to the market, hey, there's a lot more value to be captured. It's like, well, how much more work is going to go into that value? And can we make the math work on it, right? Um, when you're dealing with investors that are just that, investors rather than operators, it's very different than kind of the opcos, right? So um, in terms of the process of developing the skill sets that you need for technology to to become you know something that's a real value driver within your organization how have you seen some companies that are significantly ahead of others take on that people piece of it how have they developed those skill sets in house well you know chase th that's that's really been the biggest um uh hurdle in the world of real estate technology like i don't like to say prop tech because that it feels so limiting right mm. i think we're i know that we are entering like the greatest change in the workplace in in generations i've never seen something like this before and we will look back at as this being the marker of the period where the workplace was reinvented technology was the solution that 
forward thinking landlords, owners, asset managers, investors used to differentiate the product. Because the product has always been largely, I would get in trouble for this, but it's largely a commodity product, right? It's an office space. Going to any city, the towers kind of look alike and you kind of walk in, same kind of experience. But now with employees, say having all the power 40 percent or so want to change jobs as some recent survey i saw i think that jl put out um so the experience will be what differentiates these assets and you've been talking about it as the the building os for a while which i love and i'm all in on that but to your question about okay well how do we get there it's talent right because that that's been the issue is that a lot of real estate companies don't have the talent. They just have not invested in it where this CIO, CTO, CTO role largely was delegated to sort of like an IT role. And now I think the best real estate companies, the most forward-thinking ones are putting that in the C-suite. And you see that amongst your clients and customers like the Vornados of the world, the Columbia uh, uh, REIT of the world and Heinz of the world. I mean, that's what they're doing is they're saying, okay, Everything has to go through that technology prism. Like it's got to be just as like some of the biggest private equity shops are now saying, no, we're not going to transact unless we we run that through our sausage maker to find out if it's something we want to invest in or not. Same thing on the on the office experience side. So um, I think talent remains the, the core challenge. I mean, what have you seen sort of best practices for those companies that are really adopting HQO? At, um, at a sort of like a, just a, a full integration um, mode. What have you seen in terms of best practices? Yeah, we now have um, eight full portfolios, like fully operational and live with our technology, which is critical, I think. Um, and you know, one of the things early on that you and I talked about is I love entrepreneurs and I love the people who take two sticks and rub them together to get a spark and start a fire when they don't have as a man that lives out in the woods, you you know, when you're, when you're short on resources, you gotta be crafty and innovative. But I think one of the, one of the things that we see that, um, is troublesome in market is a lot of kind of over promising and under delivering, which, you know, is like from a core value perspective of us, we believe that truth will win out. So, um, you know, we we very much try to under promise over deliver on what we can do and you know where we see from a client perspective those companies that have gotten to full portfolio there's there's a couple of trends that emerge and what's nice is there's no kind of one size fits all model in terms of how you need to do this it kind of depends on you know how your organization is set up but we have the publicly traded REIT that's long holds and kind of command control decision making at you know the corporate level at HQ and it really becomes about vetting at corporate um Typically, they've got people who are very sophisticated. So you mentioned the CTO role. They have someone that is um, doesn't necessarily come from commercial real estate, but can really vet software and APIs and all the things that need to go into um, a technology category like ours and others. So that's a theme that we see where they do real technical diligence. And I think the 
the groups that have gotten to technology being rolled out portfolio wide, um, whether they're that kind of REIT structure or not, right? If they're more distributed, regional decision making in markets is technology is very hot right now. It's buzzy. It's keeping up with the Joneses. Um, leading with the business objective, like there's no. We tell people all the time, and it kind of catches them off guard in some of our sales process. You maybe should not buy our technology or any technology for that matter, right? right. Um, I think there's too much assessment on, let's look at everybody's marketing collateral and check the box on certain features. And where we sit, our technology is for our customer's customer. So, you know, we've, we fundamentally believe that what we're doing is bringing kind of modern customer success and experience that you see from the technology industry where it's um, or even hospitality, where they're insanely kind of nuanced and sophisticated about the customer journey and every single touch point that the customer might have with the product and solution. We view what we're doing as bringing that into commercial real estate, which is much more than just a technology solution. And the, the folks that get past that initial phase of really doing a good job of vetting technology, before that, they validated the business case and the business objective um, with kind of the regional leaders for us. It's asset managers that are, you know, ultimately on uh, the P and L and are concerned with the NOI at the asset level. Um, and that's a that's a pretty consistent theme where they have very clear success criteria on what this technology is going to do, rather than kind of a. Uh, we're going to boil the ocean and it's going to solve all like our whole tech stack at the building, and that that that's failure. Right, and and you and I have talked about that so at such length, Chase. And a couple things just to, to to piggyback onto what you said. One, you know, you talk about the evolution of the industry. It definitely went from very solution specific to very strategic. Like that has been a change, which is outstanding and excellent for the long term success of the ecosystem. So it's no longer like the questions that I used to get from landlords of all different sizes. It would be all right, you know. Uh, what is the one thing I need to do? Yeah, uh, you know, or I, sh you know, and now it's like, okay, how do I gain a competitive advantage in the marketplace? How do I position my my company as a hospitality brand using technology? And you know, it's a complete sea change of the way that the uh, the mindset of the industry is changing and evolving. Because, and I think that's why it's like this this perfect storm of opportunity where that's why I talk about like I've never seen such uh, fluidity in the ecosystem where there's so much opportunity for change and there's so many external drivers the nature of work uh, you know how how employers employees have power now because they're they're opting out and they're saying my workplace experience must be fantastic because experience is is most important to me and if it's not great then i'm going to opt out and go someplace else so now landlords have an opportunity to say okay i want my brand to be like a hospitality brand and that's what if you ask me and you and i've talked about this where's the industry going what is going to look like in three to five years yeah that's what it's going to look like you're going to have real estate companies that have a brand like a Marriott or a, you know, a Four Seasons or a whatever, and that's what people are going to sort out. Like because of the demand, you know, the change that flex space and hybrid has forced is that it's no longer 
you know, I'm there, you're selling real estate, you know, every seven, 10, 15 year cycle, right? No, it's about, you know, uh, it's about like this workplace experience. And that's where, you know, you've, you've kind of built this category, man. Like that's where I think it all is going to emanate from that OS that you keep talking about that building OS that enables like, like a Tesla, a building to be, to be, to be, you know, uh, enhanced and, and, and learn. Right. That's the critical piece too, in terms of the data, right? Cause so much of, um, the lack of data is both a good thing and a bad thing in the past in that, um, it was just kind of generally seen as to do business, you need an office. And with COVID, I think what we've seen is the digital alternative to the office, you know, collaboration tools, Zoom, I mean, stuff like this, you know, we're, we're recording a podcast and, uh, hundreds of miles apart, um, it is shown where it is highlighted both the value and the optionality off of the physical workplace and it's good and bad i think the the winners and bain had a fascinating study from like a decade ago where they kind of they went historically through all sorts of downturns and across industries it's in downturns where leaders create the biggest gains in market share up economies good times it's kind of easy for the mediocre middle pack to to keep pace but it's the it's the tough times where people make some bold bets um and they likened it to a car on a racetrack where you slow down before a really tough curve mm. and then you accelerate out of it mm. and i think that's where it's really interesting in terms of what you were building which was everybody in real estate tech was kind of slowing down even like thinking about technology pre-COVID, COVID hits, everybody's was frozen. And now I see like a flurry of activity from certain players where they're really accelerating and they're just going to be significantly ahead of everybody else. And I think the, the common theme in anything that has to do with the workplace and what we see is, you know, you touched on it, which is talent. And that's where the ROI is. When you think about, you know, it's JLL that kind of came out with the 330, 300 rubric of for every square foot of office, three bucks spent on utilities, 30 on rent, 300 on people. That 300 bucket, if I'm in the landlord business, I'm like, I want a piece of that, right? I My product facilitates talent attraction, retention, engagement. Ultimately, it drives productivity. And when you listen to, you know that that sea change of people switching jobs, if you can be a partner into talent and really driving and quantifying productivity, there's so much more money to be made, right? There's so much than kind of being defensive and saying, you know, we just want to kind of get back to the way things work. Which is what, again, Chase, like what you're talking about is the the market has gone from B to B, so it's it's that our technology ecosystem selling to landlords it's almost gone from b to b to b to c because that and i want to say consumer customer right the customer now is on everybody well it should be radar screen so you know and i i could imagine it may probably already exist or probably you're working on it or somebody is you know imagine like a 
a Yelp for office space, TripAdvisor, right? Would you go stay in a hotel without checking TripAdvisor first to see the reviews? Of course not. And what are they commenting about? The experience, the concierge, the this, the this, the... That's where we're moving. And all these barriers are breaking down. What is the barrier that... I had ins- insider information, not in a bad way, not in a, in a, in a, in a financial way, but like a, or a stock market way, but like the way the real estate always operated was, well, I have a relationship with somebody who told me that that building was for sale. I'm going to go buy it. I'm going to underprice the marketplace. I'm going to go in. It's a commodity. It doesn't matter. Price location wins. Well, that's, that's forever changed because of all the transparency and the data and that customer, you know, really needing to address their talent. So it's no longer a commodity. And I think space, as we know it, like the workplace, it's yes, it's location. Yes, of course, it's pricing. And then I think it's it's the experience and that's technology. So they're going to know, how do I get into the building? What's that experience like? How do I, you know, uh, if I'm a visitor, how do I, how do I you know, gain access that way? What is my phone doing as I try and get through the building? If I'm an employee, what is what is my phone doing to help me in this experience? If I'm the owner operator, what is all this data telling me about who's in the space at what time and how they're using it? That's a game changer, man. That's and you're not going back. Yeah, and I think you know when you talk to some people about it, they think it's crazy, but I really don't think it's crazy you highlighted and you jumped the gun on one of my questions, which uh, we've got the mind meld going, which I appreciate. Um, in, in say three to five years, we will be talking about a landlord where they can point directly to a tenant saying, we had people that wanted to work in a blank building and the hospitality brand. And it, it, it truly, it truly influenced talent's decision. Well, I want to be in a place that has a, you know, whatever the hospitality brand of that landlord is. Which I think, I know some of our clients are coming out with some pretty big things this fall and um, uniquely timed with what should be a pretty strong comeback um, from I think the the pandemic. Um, but what uh, what other what other things in three years when I drag you? back onto the let's go show are we going to be talking about i have to wait that long man um anyway uh, and i'm a big fan of the show i think i love it I, I love what you're doing in terms of content it's so important it, it helps everybody's boat rise uh but you know i think about again this b2b to c i think it's climate i think that's another table stakes like uh this consumer this customer is going to say, what's that experience like? Because COVID forced everybody to question, what am I doing commuting in a car? What what is a horrible experience? But let's be realistic. Most of us have to work, right? So we're going to go back. We're going back into the cities. That was just, uh, you know, that wasn't reality. The cities are dead. That's, that's you know, you're not understanding history if you think that way. But uh, I know you don't, other people do. But, uh, you know, and so that so it's the experience of my workplace. Does that you know create um, something I feel good about, and I want to work there? And then I think it's climate. I think is this environment that I'm working in healthy? Is it safe? What is the carbon emissions of this particular structure? Um, and what does that landlord stand for? Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go check. 
you know, and if this company like a Boston properties or, a, you know, an Oxford or a Columbia or a Hudson Pacific, if they're putting out their reports on their climate strategies and their ESG strategies and their performance, that's table stakes for people. So I think that's all of these sort of collide, which is the customer is now hyper aware. And it's not just the head of real estate. It's the people that are in these spaces, which is, I think, fantastic for the, the mission of innovation, of driving innovation, right? Which is what we're both so passionate about. More, more purpose from landlords, I think, is a great thing, particularly touching the, the end consumer. Um, last question I'll leave you with. Uh, for people listening, if they're working at a landlord and they find themselves uh, maybe a little behind in terms of their transformation with regards to technology, what's the first thing they should do besides get in touch with you immediately? <laughs> no, 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 no. So these are simple strategies that I say, Chase, that I tell people. And uh, I mean, I'm happy to share it, but it's not anything scientific. Go see what your peers are doing. Mm -hmm. It's the simplest thing, right? If you go and you go to some of the websites of some of the companies that we've talked about in reference, you'll find out what tools they're deploying. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you have to copy it verbatim, but start there, right? People have done the hard work. They have vetted the solutions. So don't, you know, there's no point in being a pioneer at this early stage of real estate innovation and technology. So go find, you know, go where the puck's headed. Go, you know, as Wayne Gretzky says, you can see it and just go there. You know, some companies are already focused on the next level, but start there. Go see what your peers are doing. Show up for a conference. There's plenty of good ones out there. In addition to, Cre uh, you know, of course, Cretech. But there's many other places to go. There's many trade groups that you could go to, like the ULIs of the world or Coronets of the world, and you'll see where the industry is converging and talking about. But just go follow the, follow the puck. And then the second thing is to get in touch with you. So I'll, I'll plug that. <laughs> so first thing is go look at your peers. Second thing is get, get to your events, which are coming back. I'm excited for New York in the fall. Absolutely pumped. It might, it might be a little too... I mean, everybody's been cooped up for so long that I'm actually a little nervous about just what's going to happen because it's going to be wild. It's going to be unbelievable. The pent up demand, it's, 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 you know, I feel like we're all going to be teenagers again in that regard, which is uh, super. <laughs> that's all I've ever been looking for. I so know, that's <laughs> you know, I like, well, I think, you know, I think the good news is, is that, um, it's there's pent up demand for people to connect, mm -hmm. which is what we're all about at Greetech and, you know, meet in person. So we're doing that in New York, the October 13th and 14th in London at the end of October. But I think there's pent up demand to discover technology, which is like just, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a dream come true for me because now we're getting people showing up for the first time that are landlords in different markets, whether you're in Philly or Nashville or uh, Chicago or Portland or Seattle or L.A. They're converging and they're going, all right, you know, I need to get started. Yeah. And uh, we're starting to look around, which is really exciting, because I think that's the other thing. The last thing I'll say, get off my soapbox is what 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 I love about technology. And you know this much better than I do, is that. It's sort of the great equalizer because it used to be like, you know, 
only those that had the most means and the wherewithal could could sort of break out because i i'll build that amenity center i'll build or invest in something that nobody else can do because it's so expensive and i got well technology is a great equalizer because your competitors aren't spending any more money than you are to to deploy that tool. Yeah, maybe in a portfolio it costs a little bit more to adopt it that way. But you know, you could come into HQO, adopt a technology like that, and uh, it's you know, it's it's a simple, easy way to get a competitive advantage without breaking the bank and destroying the uh, you know the cap the cap table. Yep. Come on, people. I love it, man. I love it. I'm going to create that <laughs> that billboard ad right there hqo the great equalizer i know you said technology i'm but i'm gonna you know fake news i'm just gonna put hqo over it yeah and listen man again i i I just gotta pay it forward you know the the thing about companies like hqo and there are others right but for me uh, you guys have really raised the bar is that all the content that you're putting out you know you've created this open ecosystem for everybody to talk about and learn and i think the more that i can encourage companies to follow hqo's strategy of uh just putting it all out there you know not not keeping it so close to the vest and guarding everything i mean this is the great thing about this industry is it's so friggin' collaborative i mean everybody for the most part is sitting around a table so you know comparing you know, what did you try? Best case scenarios, worst case scenarios. And I think HQO totally exemplifies that brand of inclusion and education. Yeah. Well, we learn we learn from you. We learn from the best, my man. So yeah, everybody, please check out Cree Tech. Come to the event in the fall. Um Nobody better in the in the business of uh, bringing technology to real estate. Bex, thanks for coming on, as always. We look forward to seeing you on our stages in uh, in New York, as always. Awesome, man. You bet. Thanks so much. To learn more about Cretech and their upcoming events, check out their website at cretech.com. And for more information about how HQO can help you connect with your workforce and make smarter CapEx decisions and drive more NOI, visit us at hqo.com. This is Chase Garbarino. Thanks for tuning in. Let's go.